But I'd like to know here now, how many stalker men out there, girls? Because I honestly don't think there is. I mean, seriously, do you really think it's 20%, 10% less? I would reckon it's 1% or 1% maybe out of men who are stalkers out there. And I'd say, and I'm being generous on that one. Very generous. Peter. Wow. Hey everyone, welcome back to the show. Emergency meeting here today, guys. Time out. Time out. We're literally calling halftime on the pitch here. Uh, things are getting really bad here, guys. You know, some of you may know that I do a, a dating recap at the end of every month. You know, the kind of the wacky dating stories that are coming in and trying to review them, analyze some of them, trying to break down some of them. Hopefully, hopefully I can help anybody out there. But today, we're in an emergency situation here, guys. We're in the briefing room. Emergency meeting here. Some of the, uh, the, the, the stories that are commenting on social media. And guys, I'm putting up different content every single day. I'm mainly putting up four different videos on each platform. So in other words, I'm doing four videos on Facebook that are just connecting with other people's comments and trying to steer through it. Then I'm doing completely different videos for YouTube based on the audience. And I'm doing then completely different videos for TikTok and completely different videos for Instagram. And it's unbelievable. I mean, in one day I could be talking about men cheating or women cheating on TikTok. Then I could be going to, let's say, Facebook and we're talking about men not sleeping in the same bed as a woman or a woman not sleeping in the same bed as a man to then going on to Instagram and we're trying to discuss about men having bad breath. So like the amount of con- the amount of different stories every day, guys, is it's unreal. Uh, it's so I'm hopefully trying to help on this one. Number one. This is a this is a very interesting one. Stalker men. Now, I can't even remember what platform I was talking about this on. I think it was Facebook, but anyway. There's a lot of ladies out there. Now, I'm not having a go at ladies here, by the way, but this is just, I'm going by the actual fact of just the stories on Facebook. Now, maybe it's a good thing to address. Stalker men. I'd love to know, guys, how many stalker men are out there. On a scale of 1 to 100%, if you had to put a percentage on it, the, the way it's making it, the way it's sounding on Facebook is you'd swear that it's 50% stalkers out there. I mean, it's insane. Now, I know that, you, you know, you'd hear the negative comments before a positive comment most of the time on social media anyway, whether it's my channel or someone else's channel. The negative comments seem to stand out a lot louder and bigger than the, <laughs> the positive ones. But I'd like to know here now. How many stalker men out there, girls? Because I honestly don't think there is. I mean, seriously, do you really think it's 20%, 10% less? I would reckon it's 1% or 1% maybe out of men who are stalkers out there. And I'd say, and I'm being generous on that one. Very generous. As in, what do you classify a stalker? Is he knocking on your door? Is he waiting outside your house I don't hear many of these stories I mean guys I've been at this for what two years now the dating thing and I'm hearing all these stories I do the ask the audience as many of you know but 
If it was this bad, it would be coming up every single day, right? Every single day it would come up. It's not that bad. And guys, I don't know where this is coming from. Now, okay, I'll give the argument here that because I'm a guy, if I, let's say I do know a stalker out there. Let's say he's one of my friends or some guy I even just know, right? One of the two. And I have no idea he's a stalker. He's obviously not going to tell me that he's a stalker, right? Uh, you know, so I'll give you that, that it would be hard for me to actually go with this, to go with that point. 100% I'd give any woman there out there that one. The thing is, you've got complete control. Now, I think I was even talking about this on an episode or maybe it was social media a few days ago. I genuinely believe that you're, you're going to find out what the guy is like. If he is a stalker, you're going to find out what the guy is like after the first date or on the first date. So the good, there's good things here. You're going to find out if he's, he's going to show his cards very, very fast. Right? He's going to show them very fast. This is not like he waits six months. Okay, now I'm going to stalk her. No, he's either a stalker or he's not. And if somebody's gone to the dark side here, they don't wait six months. They're straight in it straight away anyway, because they've gone over to the dark side already. Now, there's a lot of ladies complaining that, oh, well, look, you know, I don't give up my number. You got to be safe. Well, if that's the attitude, ladies, and I'm not having to go off women, aren't you just shooting yourself in the foot here? Because there was ladies saying that, oh, well, I'll match with the guy and let's say, let's say the guy asks, hey, can we switch, can we uh, exchange phone numbers? Let's say then they, the guy wants to talk on WhatsApp or somewhere. Now, there's some ladies putting up a fight that they're never going to do it until after the first date because they want to know what the person's like first. Well, I'm sorry, ladies, I'm going to break this news to you here, but... Do you really think that you know the guy after the first date? Seriously? And I'm not I'm not laughing at anybody here. I'm not have I'm not throwing a jab. I just don't understand how you could know the guy after the first date, then decide to give him your number. Like if he is a stalker, maybe this guy's had you flagged and tagged before you even fucking matched with him on Tinder or wherever, then all of a sudden he saw you and went, oh, that's the girl I'm stalking. And then he, ma- he, sw- he swipes right with you, you swipe right, and all of a sudden his lucky day's arrived. Maybe he's done that. Like, stalkers are intense motherfuckers here. They don't just sit around and, well, you know, today I'm going to be a stalker, but tomorrow I'll take the day off. Do you know what I mean? The point is this. It doesn't matter whether he's on Tinder or your phone number, or he's got your phone number, if he starts to text you and call you in the middle of the night, you can block him. You've got full control over it. Now, and I know the argument here, well, look, if Peter, if he, uh, if he's, if it doesn't matter about a phone number, well, then why give it out? Well, I actually say you give it, give the guy your number because you want to find out what he's going to be like, right? If he wants to stalk you, if he only has your Tinder and you're only talking on there, he's going to find a way to stalk you. If he has your phone number, 
doesn't matter. He's going to find a way to stalk you. At least you find out. Don't tell him where you live. Okay, yeah, don't. Don't tell him where you live. But maybe if he is a stalker and he's got you flagged already, maybe he knows already without you even giving out a phone number. I, I, my point is here, guys, I just don't see where, where, where this is a problem. I think you need to almost poke the bear, rattle the cage, find out if he is. Let, let him reveal his cards. And at the end of the day, if he's a stalker, well, then you get a fucking restraining order if he's bothering you. Just don't give him your home address until you really feel safe. But when it comes to phone numbers, like, my real point here, guys, my ultra point here is don't put up obstacles before you've even met a guy. Because I can tell you this. If I matched with a girl right here today and we were having good chats, good banter on, let's let's say it's Tinder. And I'm like, oh, this, this is going really well. This is This is really cool. And then if I ask her for her phone number, and if she said to me, look, Peter, I'm sorry, I don't trust, uh, well, okay, whatever a woman would say, well, look, actually, Peter, I don't give out my, my number until I've gone on a few dates. You know what a guy's thinking? Oh, for fuck's sake. What do what you think I'm going to do? Stalk her? Arrive on her doorstep? Are you joking me? Like, give me a fucking break. That's what I'd be saying to myself. And it doesn't matter how nicely the woman puts it, how badly the woman puts it, I'm thinking that already. Now, guess what? Now, I'm a bit on the back foot if I meet you on a date. I'm like, all right, well, this girl doesn't trust me anyway. Now, understandably so, that how could she trust me? Right? Of course. Trust is earned. That's the way I look at it. And I'm one of those guys that I think we naturally should give people the trust, like the benefit of the doubt when you meet them. 100%. Now, at the same time, you know, Peter could be a stalker, right? But the point is, like, (sighs) if Peter's a stalker, he'll find a way. Okay? If Peter's a stalker, he'll find a way to stalk you. You have full control over all your phones, your messages, your social media accounts, everything. And you're putting up an obstacle. And... My back would be a little up, I have to say. And here's why, ladies. Because I can understand where women are saying, well, what's the point, Peter? You're talking to her on Tinder. Why bother her phone number? And I'll tell you why. Because it's feeling like we're taking it to the next step. As in, oh, this isn't just some random shit talk on Tinder and she's chatting to about a million other guys or Peter could be chatting to a million other girls. This is like, oh, okay, actually, we could meet here. This, this, is, this is good, right? And it's approval, ladies. Now, I'm opening up here. This is like, I can't speak for every man, of course, on the planet here. I just think that for a lot of men, it gives us approval that you like us. It's like, yeah, I definitely talked about this on a podcast the other day, but I think I definitely got to re- repeat this. It's like... Tinder is like a dance floor in a nightclub. You're on the dance floor. There's guys around, circling around the dance floor, maybe keeping an, not keeping an eye on you, but as in like checking you out, like, oh, she's hot. Now, all of a sudden, if I match with you, it's like me having a dance on the dance floor with you, but there's other guys around. Now, me then getting your phone number is like leaving the dance floor to get a drink at the bar. 
<coughs> now, that's a different scenario now, isn't it? Because now all of a sudden, oh, hey, we're getting away from all the dudes here. I've got a chance. This is good. And ladies, I'm sure you can understand exactly what I'm saying here on that one. So it's approval, ladies. Don't put obstacles up before you've even met the guy. And trust me, most men, not all of us, most men will go, oh, she doesn't want to give out her phone number? Why, am I a fucking stalker? That's going to go through a lot of our heads. Or she doesn't, oh, what's the problem here, like? All right, now, that's if a guy does ask for your phone number, right? Now, maybe there's some guys out there that don't, and they'll just chat away on Tinder. Cool, cool. Sounds good. But those who do, they're going to be thinking, oh, come on, give me a fucking break here. Their back is going to be up a little bit on the first date. Do you really want that? Now, maybe some girls do. Maybe you want to actually have the guy on the back foot, and he's awkward, he's this or that. Maybe you do. But it's not going to go anywhere. Anyway. So, look, guys, that's the, the stalker part, anyway. And... Okay, where am, where am I at here? So there's other stuff I want to talk about here as well, guys. About, uh, what would you say? Panacea for pain. Panacea for pain. Now, what do I mean by that? I mean, as in, I'm going to tell you a personal story that I had. Panacea for pain. In other words, do we really want a relationship or are we just trying to stay away from other pain and we think a relationship's going to solve our problems? Well, here's my story. I used to live in London, didn't want to go to London, and I did go. Now, I love London, London City, great city. However, I didn't want to go to London for this job that I was doing. I was sad, I was miserable, and I was also trying to get over being a race car driver. I mean, guys, I used to race, I used to race on camera, TV, in America, Canada. I used to sign autographs on hats. I mean, Jesus, you come from that life as a child all the way up. You don't know any better to all of a sudden it's over. So my identity in a way was kind of, that was gone. That's how I felt. Now, it's understandable. And I think a lot of sports people do have that. And you find your way eventually. But this is only a few years after now the racing. So I went to London, hated it. And I had a roommate, flatmate, sorry. And this beautiful girl. And uh, basically... She was very cute. If I was in a good place, I would have never have been with her. And I did. I ended up hooking up with her. And all of a sudden, about two months later, I got rid of my room in the apartment. And I started bunking in with her. We were sleeping in the same bedroom. So I went from zero to a thousand. From she was my flatmate to, oh, I'm living together. And it was one hell of a lesson. And I hope I still do and hope I didn't make those mistakes. Actually, I probably have made those mistakes as I've gone on. But I had to learn the hard way on this one. I was miserable, guys. And the point is this. My goal in this one was to try and find myself and feel like Peter Welsh again. Well, at the end of it, certainly didn't feel like myself. I was on a hunt to find myself. And guess where I ended up? Right back to square one again miserable and in fact I was even more miserable because it put serious pressure 
on the relationship. And it comes down to one reason and one reason only. You could argue, you could blame that, oh, well, look, you were living together and this and that. But no, you got to go deeper than that. I didn't want it. I was using the relationship as an excuse or as a distraction, maybe even that's the better word, maybe as a distraction to get away from the pain and the misery and suffering I was feeling at the time. Now, look, I would say to you is I was trying to cope. I wasn't, you know, bawling, crying every single day. No, no, not at all. But, you know, I wasn't in a great place either. So what I did was trying to help things. I made everything fucking worse because it wasn't based on real isn't real feelings genuine feelings so my point is this guys if you're trying to get into it if you're if you want to be in a relationship if anything you could learn from me here maybe look at it and go okay well is everything going well in my life because if you are trying to ignore the pain and get a relationship instead well could end in tears and you're so desperate to make the relationship work because it's not about the relationship it's about your other pain in the back of your head you don't want to you don't want to face that fear so you'll do anything to make this relationship work and guess what you can't get away from it because underneath the root of the problem is that you're trying to escape from the pain the real pain now of course this isn't for everybody guys all right i'm just saying that if you know if something's just doesn't feel right you know, it's almost like if you were if you were standing here with one shoe lar- one inch larger than the other, and you're you're just tilted. Something just doesn't feel right about the relationship. Maybe, you know, look look at it. Try try and work through it. See a psychologist. See a why not? And maybe just maybe you won't want to have a relationship, or maybe you'll be just a bit re- more relaxed. So I hope that helps, guys, and because I would love for people to, well, to not make the same mistakes I've made. Because Lord God Almighty, even after that, when I learned a hard lesson, I still made huge goddamn mistakes in other relationships. Again, masking the pain. I just didn't get it. It took me years to figure this out. Years to figure this out. So I hope it helps, guys, and... What, what, what's that saying? A wise person learns from other people's mistakes. Well, I certainly wasn't wise, I can fucking tell you that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And one last thing, guys, is that uh, the... This is a... Well, this is a bit of a weird one. But again, it kind of ties in with this last one. And... That saying, a happy wife is a happy life. That, I'm sorry, that goes absolutely right through me. Now, I think if anybody of you know me here, you know that I like and I believe that it has to be 50-50 in a relationship. So don't get me wrong when I say, well, no, fuck her, fuck that. No, I'm not saying that. My point is this, guys. Not every relationship, whether you're married or just in a relationship, I'm not saying that every couple does this, okay? So let's just put that to bed. Not every couple does this. But those who do, sometimes you got to weigh up what's going on here. 
you might be trying to keep the girlfriend or the wife or the boyfriend or the husband happy by look if that's what they want to do that's what they want to do grand keep them happy they're off my back well isn't that number one a problem if they don't get their way they're on top of you they're all over you Shouldn't they be man enough or woman enough or mature enough to just actually say, well, if I don't get my way here, I'm not going to take it out of my partner. Do you know what I mean? Now, like I'm saying about 50-50, I really do believe in 50-50. Man's got to chip in, the woman's got to chip in. And, well, more importantly, if you're living together, the man's got to provide for the woman. That's the way I look at it. Now, there's some women out there that would argue with me. Grant, fair enough. And that's okay. And that's a different different day, different subject. But for me, I would believe in that. And that's okay. Whatever anybody believes in. And it's give and take. Like, what happens if you do let your... Let's say, we'll just go an example here now, ladies. What happens if a girl gets her way all the time? And the guy's just like, oh, do you know what? Grand, whatever. Just let her have her way. She'll be happy. She'll be grand. Done. Eventually, if this starts keeps keeps building and building and it just keeps going and going, that the guy just gives in all the time, don't you think that he might start growing resentment towards his girlfriend or wife? And maybe he'll be bitter and he'll resent her because it's all about her or it's all about him. There's no, there's no getting away with it. And coming from a man's point of view, if a man's not getting his way, hopefully he's chipping in. And if he wants to, you know, have the boys over to watch the, the Super Bowl or the rugby game for a night out, and his woman is just being a complete sufferable hag, let's say. Because don't get me wrong, ladies. Men can be complete pricks here too, all right? Like, if she's being impossible, but she always gets her way, don't you think that the guy's in the back of his head resents you? Or she resents the guy? And you could say, well, what about me? It's all about me. Oh, well, that's a nice, healthy attitude to have in a relationship. Very, very healthy. You go get him, Tiger, and you go see exactly how, how far you get with that attitude, whether you're a man or a woman. That is the most ridiculous scenario I've ever heard. Don't you, wouldn't you prefer your husband to be happy? Wouldn't you prefer your wife to be happy, or boyfriend or girlfriend, that you're actually more relaxed with each other? You know? And what if you do feel that they're getting their own way all the time? Why don't you just sit down and talk about it? You know, it... And like I said, guys, I'm not speaking about every relationship out there. But do you really... Like, let's say Peter's in a relationship now and I'm I'm giving in every five minutes, letting her do what she wants. It keeps her happy. Don't you think that I'm going to start to get pissed off eventually? Maybe I'll even resent her. Maybe I'm... <laughs> I actually fantasize. And by the way, I've heard about these stories. You fantasize about... Your wife getting murdered by someone. Like, I know that sounds very intense. But hey, people think this shit. People think this shit. You know? And again, now that's right going into the dark side of stuff now. We're like way down the 100 mile an hour intensity limit. 
And let's bring it back a bit. Maybe the guy's secretly hoping that you'll you'll dump him or the other way around. You know? Hopefully this helps, guys. You don't want resentment. It's going to screw up your relationship. And I know there's people out there that want to control things. And funnily enough, the people who try to control relationships are the scared shitless people in the first place. In the first place. Because they are getting controlled by someone else outside your relationship and in a different relationship. So in other words, it could have been your mom or dad trying to control you. And because you're so bitter and resentful, then you take it out on your boyfriend or girlfriend or husband or wife. Cut it. Chop the head off the snake here. Toxic behavior. Anyway, guys. Thanks for listening today. Hope there was some value in this podcast episode today. And if you ever want to contact me, peter at thepeterwelshshow.com. Cheers. Bye-bye. Peter. Wow. 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 Wow.